At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. And I was so grateful. <laughs> Welcome to the Davis and Davis Show, davisanddavisshow.com. Or the davisanddavisshow.com for some awesome merchandise that would just make your life so much better. I am going to make about f- six different t-shirts now for the Davis and Davis Show, uh, including... A set of T-shirts for the Putin Bay Classic for next year. Nice. Yeah, they'll say Davis and Davis on the front, and then on the back, it'll have the Putin Bay logo. You should have the um, the race course like my hat does. Oh, I could do that. I could take a picture of my hat and send it to you. That you know. Yeah, that's. Um... Or or ask Bob. I'm sure Bob's got the. Bob, Mary, Mary, Mary. will have uh, the, yeah, she'll the have outline. She's, she, yeah, she's the one that uh, uh, did the embroidery mm-hmm. for you, isn't she? Well, she? well, she was just selling clothes, and she's like, hey, if you need a hat, take one. I'm like, oh, I want this one. I love that hat. Uh, uh, picture of my stacked new friend behind me. <laughs> Bitch has arms like they are fucking bricks, man. Uh, th- that girl is going to tear me up. I know she is. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can handle a 30-some-year-old. Oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Yeah, welcome to the Davis and Davis show. Uh, gotta get through these disasters here it's it's a long list man i'm telling you that man does not look stable i totally don't look stable today um i made it to i made it to work uh 
We finished the show last night, what, about midnight? Yeah, it was, it was late. late. It was very late. And uh, I, I didn't have to be at work until 11. And let me guess, once again, in the middle of the night, they changed your schedule. No, they didn't. No. Okay. But I usually work 6 in the morning until 3 in the afternoon. Body. Five o'clock no. in the morning. Bing. Fuck. I don't have to be awake till 11. So I tried to force myself to go back to sleep. And every half hour I was. My late. My late. Fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was it was rough. Uh, very rough. I did finally get, well, I, I said this in the show yesterday. I got the Kevin Linnell uh, episode, the second half of it, put up. Cool. Um, God, I love that kid. Uh, <laughs> and he's not a kid anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> <of> us, <sorry. clears throat> nope. Uh, um, we just remember him as his younger self. <laughs> so I applied to be the assistant golf pro at a course not to be named <laughs> of course somewhere in texas uh somewhere here in texas but their starting pay for the assistant golf pro is almost 20,000 more a year than what i make right now nice i was like are you fucking serious? They're like, yeah, it's a city job. Oh. I was, I was like, hold on. Are you a part of the government retirement system? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I only need about 15 more years and I can retire <laughs> with a full. Oh, <laughs> the old Navy thing. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I was uh kind of excited about that. <clears throat> um saw one of our Kirk girls on on the course today. Her her name is all all I'm gonna say is first names, okay? No last names because I don't want to have to edit this. Bella is her name. Uh short for, short for Isabella. Isabella. Okay. Um, I love this girl. I, if she was 30 years older, she would be in serious trouble. <laughs> um, you're a little creepy there, Scott. Not gonna lie. <sighs> what's creepy about that? <laughs> no, you know what the creepy part would be is if I did attempt to do something <laughs> that would be creepy the cre you're just oh. thinking you're just thinking man if she was <laughs> creepy would be me buying a house across the street from the high school <laughs> but they don't you're not allowed to so you know problem solved 400 feet man that's it 
That's that's a long way when you think <laughs> binoculars work. Uh, no, I am kidding. And I am not banned from living next to a high school. Like Burke. <laughs> yes. Just the elementary schools. Uh, 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 uh. Um, so the, the GOP or uh, the caucus in Nevada happened the other day. How'd and, that go? And Donald Trump was not allowed to be on the ballot. Um, Nikki Haley lost to... <laughs> the button that said nobody on this ballot <laughs> fuck <laughs> is, is there a button that says everyone sucks hit that one is that what they did um, absolutely cracks cracked me up i was like damn uh nikki nikki honey <laughs> this is not your year um just sit back <laughs> Your time is coming, but it's not now. Oh, um, iTunes. Yeah, I asked you about that the other day. Do you have Do you have iTunes? I had iTunes on my computer many years ago, and I don't know why, because we haven't had Apple products in the house until the past few years. I, I don't know why I had it. All I remember was it tried to take over my PC. Mm. Every time I would open up something, be like, hey, iTunes wants to do No, fuck you. I, I have a program that works fine. Thank you very much. Every turn, it was like, hey, let me do that. No, no, no. I, I ended up deleting it because I just couldn't handle it. Um, I have a, a wonderful <laughs> thing called an iPhone. Yep. I have these wonderful things called iPads throughout my house. Um, the studio computer, I did not have iTunes on. Uh, my laptop has finally freaking died. Uh-oh. So I had to load iTunes onto said computer. iTunes then proceeded to take every song on my computer, make a new file of it in the AI, uh, what cloud? No, no, it's like your music on my computer. So basically now I have two music directories. You have your MP3s like you had them originally and then you have the whatever i whatever apple like designates as their music file and what pissed me off about it was that when i was doing the setup and all that i said no i don't want a separate folder for apple because the last time you did now listen studio computer here i have over two terabytes of music Jesus. on this computer. And it copied it all. 
and made new files. <laughs> so my MVNE, is that it? MVNE? MVNE, yeah. Yeah. Uh, drive, which is exactly two terabytes. One <laughs> wanted to crash. I'm sitting there looking at my shit. I have a beef. I have a beef cake computer. I now oh, yeah. have I now have two MVNEs maxed out because of iTunes. Dude, I only got 10 gigs of music on mine. How do you have two terabytes? Uh, Scott built it. No, I mean, why do you have two terabytes of music? Oh, um, because every band I've ever worked for in my life, I have all of their albums. I have uh, an actual library. I I have an actual library of um the artists that i've worked for what they like the mp3s are attached to each file so i can go back through and go okay the last two times that i worked for earth wind and fire uh what's what's their main set list here you go i have this set list i have this set list i have this set list and each set list is is linked to each music file that i have so that makes more sense yeah Yeah. if i'm gonna do a show with a band i will go back through what i've done for them before to see the the notes like my shaka khan notes my shaka khan notes are very very explicit uh, or uh, uh not explicit but extensive very precise okay. as to the things that she likes and the things that she doesn't like um it's just a way for me to to keep track of stuff now as well you and i have been doing a podcast for four years three years now three years and um, i've been i've been feeding you music on a fairly regular basis of and hey, if you want to use this, great. If you don't, yeah, and you're you're throwing that in there too. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm throwing it into my music drive just because I was like, I don't think I have, you know, I I don't even bother. I don't think to look up to see if I have the songs half the time, just because when I take them, I turn them directly into MP3 files and just because I know your computer likes that better. Yeah, you know, you're one one of your system hates. Well, no, my uh, the Ableton uh, system that I use for the drop seven. Um. It will only play MP3s. So Woo-hoo! those are all MP3s that you're hearing. Uh, so I have to transfer, especially the Apple stuff. It does not do Apple at all. So anything that's on my phone, I have to transfer Either over to MP3. Convert it or download it. So, uh, yeah, there should be a pretty simple program out there to like convert 
sound files to other sound files wouldn't you say? i own one yeah, yeah but i mean there's I'm, there's probably a freebie program out there there's so hmm. many free like like graphics programs there's so many like super powerful free ones there's like gimp and blender and and, and you know they're just bloody free and you can do some amazing stuff there's got to be some some now, sound stuff out there somewhere i i use canva for graphics um i do pay for it but i use it i use it Far from Newton. Mm-hmm. 904 <sighs> i use it for my company um i use it for uh the a lot of the theaters that i work with um so i don't mind paying the i think it's only like nine dollars a month which is not the worst but the nice thing about canva is anything that i design is saved on canva so i can go back to them i don't have to save it on my computer Okay. Uh, the other nice thing is that I could build something here and access it anywhere, access it from work or anywhere. Now, the the sound program that I use, what is this called? Uh, it's called NCH Software's Switch, and I can <clears throat> change any audio file uh over to an mp3 what i use for us to edit this show is actually a video editor well that makes Um, sense but it's a video editor editor that's linear so it's a hell of a lot easier for me to cut pieces out add pieces in different stuff like that audacity is great um I use Audacity. Audacity is free. The biggest problem with Audacity is that it's great for small clips. You and I do two-hour shows. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's just easier for me to use the, the video editor. Now, when I export from the video editor, it saves it as an Apple product. So I have to go to my nch switch and transfer it over to mp3 there you know what it's all about the fact that i paid twenty two hundred dollars for this video editor and at some point in time i would love for us to do video but there's zero places in the world that would let us to video and post it on there. <laughs> Nobody wants to see this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, anyways, iTunes. I'm really. Can suck it. I'm really getting tired of Apple. And that's. That's sad because they had a great product for a long time. And uh, the iPhone is still something. The iPhone is a fabulous product. It is. 
it is so wildly overpriced now. It, it also is, yes. That I'm almost to the point of switching back to Samsung and and doing the galaxies. You'd hate having to relearn how to do basic stuff, though. Yeah, well... <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I, I've been through this with people at work where they're like, they've had Apple, they've had Apple. They're like, oh, I want to try an Android and they hate it because they can't figure out how to, how do I get rid of this? How do I do that? It was like, now the one thing I do love about my phone is I can literally on a home screen, flip my thumb up and get to all of my apps. I don't have to have every single fucking app on a different page. My phone looks clean. It looks pretty. I got this little side panel I can flip out for the 12 favorites that I use most of the time. I can flip my thumb up and get to all my apps. I can arrange them in order, whatever order I want. It's typically alphabetical because that's easy. Uh, it's like I got a handle on it, but yeah, that's just not the way. And then somebody hands me their iPhone and was like, hey, can you make this work? And I look at it and I go, no hand it back to him like i don't know that crap oh i don't know dude i don't know i just don't know anyways um uh, ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back It's Depression Rock, the great new double album from K-Tel, with classic hits like Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now, Girlfriend in a Coma, Dead Souls, Love Will Tear Us Apart, Why Can't I Be You, Never Enough, and The End of the World, with artists like The Smiths, The Cure, Marillion, Joy Division, Morrissey, and many, many more. Available on vinyl, cassette, and 8-track. The brand new album by KTEL. Did you know that today is National Huggin' Addict Day? <laughs> or was it Huggin' Addict? No, Hug and Alcoholic day no <laughs> i love you man i'm hugging you buddy i love you man <laughs> hey hey burke hey 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 burke burke what 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 scott burke, burke. what what scott i love you man yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> hey mike you want to get off the floor <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> um, you can read that later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Okay, <sighs> sweet. Okay. There's, We're hatching plans. <laughs> there's enough music I have. <laughs> um. I, I guess I need to do that now. <laughs> uh, any, any, any updates in the world news? 
Oh, why, yes. And now Scott Davis with the Gaza Strip update. They're still fighting. That was Scott Davis with the Gaza Strip update. Now, I don't know if you can hear that in your ears. Yeah. Um, but when I edited that whole thing, mm-hmm. I literally have the um, the announcer's voice pushed into the left ear a little bit more. And then my voice is pushed into the right ear. A little bit more it's it may not come through zoom i don't know if zoom is stereo or not i don't know um i don't know if it would come through on the podcast, the podcast? either i have to listen uh, to that might be mono you never know you have an open mic somewhere else in that goddamn room i swear to god but uh, it sounds how? like a mic on the other side of the room because i heard you cough how I don't know. I'm just saying. Even yesterday, right now, I can hear you right now. The fuck? What the fuck? Something's not right here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, I can hear you fine now and everything. I'm just saying, when you hit that button, the cough button, there's something. Maybe it's your. Maybe it doesn't kill all the power to the mic. I don't know, but. Worry about it at a later time, man. I mean, it's... <laughs> All right, let me let me ask you a question. Sure. You can hear me right now, right? Uh, yeah. Not a damn thing. My cough button is bleeding. Okay, well, now you know. There you go. That is very very disheartening why don't you just hook it up to a light switch just flick it on flick it off um <laughs> that is that's very disheartening i mean it's, uh, it's it sounds like you're two rooms away but there's this faint that can kind of hear what's going on so you'll hear it when you listen to, if no you'll, you'll hear it when you listen to the oh yeah editing oh yeah yep yep i don't listen <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got to do here? Uh... Listen here, fuck face. There's nothing like anal sex six hours after eating corn on the cob. I really should have that say. There's nothing like anal sex after she ate corn on the cob. (laughs) That sounds, yeah. Yeah, sounds a a little better. Diction. It's all about the fucking diction. <laughs> it's all about the context. <laughs> <laughs> Does Scott like strap-ons? I don't understand. <laughs> it's time for the Davis and Davis Show Motivational Minute. Life is short. So don't miss a chance to tell someone close to you how much you love them. Oh, what an asshole they are. Either way, say it. Live life with no regrets. 
That is all. <laughs> this has been the Davis and Davis Show. Production value. Stellar. <laughs> Why we haven't gotten a Grammy is beyond me. I don't get it. I don't know. I sent I sent uh a bunch of our air checks to WMMS. Like, <laughs> are these kids in their basement? What the hell is this? Oh dear lord. What the hell? <laughs> Oh my God! You know we should but have guys, something. With... I've I've got a four hundred dollar mic. Come on! <laughs> I got a hundred dollar mic. Come on! <laughs> we should have something with Gene Gene the dancing machine on here, man. Oh. I just saw I just saw a video of that today. I'm like, God, I love it. Da, 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 da. Nobody nobody listening to this show has any clue what we're talking about. But oh, um, I miss that stuff. <laughs> I cannot remember. I, well, there it is. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, Gene, uh, Gene, the la- dancing machine. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat for you that you <laughs> can't see. <laughs> so look it up. <laughs> Gotta read this letter for you. It's from uh, Huntley, Montana. Huntley, Montana. And it comes from Dan Par Dan Parlish. And he says, I, I watch a show every day on, on a Billings, Montana station, and, and I love Gene Gene the Dancing Machine. We we would I just wish you'd give him another chance. So alright, let's give him another chance. Later on Grab the basketball. I gotta get this music. I've gotta get that music. Um, oh, um, yeah, that music would be phenomenal 
for this show. <laughs> what what was the lady's name that was on there quite a bit? It wasn't JP Morgan, was it? Oh, you know what? It, it actually might Oh no, it was. JP Morgan Gong Show. Born in Colorado. She's a singer predominantly. Life is just a bowl of cherries. Oh, okay. I've actually heard that. She was a vocalist on the ABC television show Stop the Music. Okay. She had her own show, the J.P. Morgan Show. All right. You know what? Jackie Gleason, Pat Boone Chevy Show, The Ford Show. Huh. All righty then. Nightclubs, songwriter of the sitcom The Odd Couple. Oh, she played herself in an episode of The Odd Couple. Okay. Yeah. Muppet Show appearance. Interesting. Yeah, she was she was pretty fun. But <laughs> you know, we have on our suggestion list Chuck Barris. Yes, we do. Weird dude weird freaking dude <laughs> um do we expand that to the best of the gong show that could be although there's a lot of that humor that's very visual like the girls eating popsicles um yes but <laughs> now that i have a little bit better control of the website we could actually log all of those videos from YouTube <laughs> and I could put them all, embed them all onto our webpage. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. I mean, hmm. because it has promise. Did you look at our website lately? I. It may have been a month or two. I don't know. I, I mean, go look at the episode guide for the last show that came out. And I'm I'm learning, man. 50 years old, and I'm freaking learning still. I don't cool know. Cool-looking pictures on all the episodes. Hey, you actually screenshots from what of the Zoom thing. Very nice. Hey, there's the Akron U. Uh... There's the video yeah, from the Akron nice. U thing. Uh, very nice. So actually, when this episode comes out, people, you can go and look at the videos of the disasters that I spoke about because I saved all those. I mean, you could just put up every tsunami video that's on YouTube for me because I mean that was just I, literally everything that you have talked about. I was about watching so that far stuff today. I, was, I love that man. What is it with you and flowing water? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mister Davis. I cannot confirm or deny that. <laughs> Um, 
Oh, by the way, <clears throat> I listed you as a reference. <laughs> Oh, so, for the love of God, so wait, wait. let them call. So <laughs> let them call. <laughs> I, I applied for a job today, and they were like, we need three references. So, so again, just to be more of a dick. Than you? I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I put... You, Mr. Uh, Davis, uh, as a reference. Uh, I did put, you actually say I was your brother, too? No. But <laughs> all three reference references, guess what the last name is? Was it Davis by any chance? <laughs> Let's see. My brother that's been in prison. The guy who knows all my deep, dark secrets. And uh, my mom, who is herself. Okay, yeah. Great group. I was just sitting back going, you know, this, I, uh, it's guaranteed I won't get hired now. <laughs> but if I was the manager reading this, I would be laughing my ass off. <laughs> I would be laughing my ass off because like the one Davis that's listed, I've only known for two years. Then comes you, and it says relationship, and I put in there, shithead friend. <laughs> Brother from another mother. <laughs> it, it is, it's a fucking wonder that I've ever been hired. <laughs> well, I told you about the one, I, I told you about the one, um, who was it that I applied to? O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay. And uh is getting discounted parts for the beamer is kind of appealing. Was really kind of appealing. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, the job that I applied for, um I was sitting back. I didn't really want it, but I needed they, a they, job they, at that point in time. If they paid you well enough, sure, why not? So um, I'm going through the whole application process and, and a window comes up going, if any other position were to open up, what would you want to do? And I put in there CEO. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that it. It's like manager then, or CEO. Well, that's the only two I really want. Then one of the boxes said, what is your desired salary? And I put fifty-two million a year. <laughs> you know, I actually got a phone call. <laughs> I had to go. Are you stupid or stoned? <laughs> and and he called me up. He was like, um, "Yeah, hi, Mister Davis. Uh, I'm I'm from O'Reilly Auto Parts. I I just um, uh, yeah, you're applying for this job here." And I said. Sure. Yeah. He's a, um, the reason that I called you was because I have never seen anyone put $52 million in this salary. Why um, not just 50? Why 52? What, what's the significance of 52? <laughs> can, 
can you explain this to me? I said, listen, it's not me that wrote your program that asked me what I want to get paid. Now, what I'm expecting to get paid is a totally different thing. You just asked me what I want. Ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer. Um, the whole thing about computers, garbage in, garbage out. Same thing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, what have we not? Oh. It, it, you know what we haven't done yet. We have two things. Oh, what's the other thing? Welcome to the Davis and Davis Show's marital and sex tips of the week. When you argue, you have to start taking your clothes off. You'll either end up laughing or doing something else, but at least you'll forget why you were fighting in the first place. If you want your wife to listen to you, then talk to another woman. She will be all ears. To keep your marriage brimming with love in the loving cup, whenever you're wrong, admit it. Whenever you're right, shut up. This has been the Davis and Davis Show's Marital and Sex Tips of the Week. Uh, you're scaring me because that's not bad. <laughs> that's actually not bad. I only had one day to think shit up. <laughs> now, did you, uh, did you purchase... 11 labs or pay no, them no. you'll run out of characters eventually no um the month changed over oh and, that goes month by month yeah oh no okay. the month changed over so it went all the way back up to ten thousand, which is why <laughs> the um marital tips from the show before this <laughs> 2,400 characters, man. <laughs> I was really thinking on that one. <laughs> How do I trim this down? What's a more concise way to say? <laughs> like I said, I've you've got me to use too. So if you need some, just you know, send me a text file. I'll pop it in and send it over to you. You know what? It's gonna happen. <laughs> um, because I think next week's next week's is bad. <laughs> I've already been writing it, and I'm like sitting here going, uh, going to hell, going straight to hell. There's going to be a lot of Asian people very upset with me. <laughs> Please understand, this is all jokes, not just real. Just parody. Just, yeah. Do you know the sound it makes when an Asian slides down a slide? what because they're pussy sideways oh good okay that's great i gotta cut that one hey, out. What, what do you call a deer with no eyes no idea know. no, no. Idea. What, do you, what do you call a spider with five eyes hmm. I waited till he drank. <laughs> Sorry. Um, thank you. 
Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Hey, <laughs> we have one last thing to do before we uh, get into the show. That we've wasted forty-five minutes already. Right? <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> It's time for Burke's Spoken, Spoken Word. I have tried to amend my carnivorous habits. Made it nearly 70 days. Losing weight without speed. Eating sunflower seeds. Drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking up rays. But at night, I'd have these wonderful dreams. Some kind of sensuous treat. Not zucchini fettuccine or bulgur wheat. But a big warm bun and a huge hunk of meat. Cheeseburger in paradise. Heaven on earth with an onion slice. Not too particular, not too precise. I'm just a cheeseburger in paradise. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Burke's 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 Spoken Spoken Word. Word. Totally lost until I heard cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> what, the, what am I listening to? Oh, Jimmy God. Buffett. Oh, I'm, t- I'm, 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 you're getting it from all sides, man. You're not going to know if you're coming to gum with this stuff, man. I almost think. I almost think we need to do a show. With a couple other people that have to buzz in to guess oh my god guess the spoken word holy crap i know i've got like four people that would be absolutely willing to come in and do that i'd sam wouldn't do it because sam only listens to rap but i don't really care about sam fuck sam Fuck Sam. I've got I've got quite a few loaded up in the hopper, so I, I can make that happen right now. No, oh, I'm thinking. I think we need to make a show. Um Mr. Gower might be in on that too. He's real good at old music. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. I may have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we have a uh, we have part two yep. of a show for you. More disasters, just like this entire show. Forty-five minutes in. Mm. <laughs> we are talky little bastards, aren't we? We are. We are. But people enjoy it. All three All, of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's dozen of us. 
right, Sorry, I had to drink, people. Um, <laughs> been at work all day. I'm, I'm, yeah, I need to do something. I have no clue what I've played so far. Well, I'm going to go out with this. Just do it. Whatever yeah. it is. Hit it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite-only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
Cause lawyers have to cry and say it's a mistake It's a mistake It's a mistake All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. I love how that song starts on the upbeat with the guitar strums, but the whole song is based on the downbeat when actually everything comes in. It's just a great, it kind of messes with your sense of rhythm. I love that song. It would be one of the hardest songs to actually light because of the fact that you're changing beats. Yeah. Uh. I got this coming up on my tidbit. Yes. International One Day of Zero Tolerance of Female Genital Mutilation Day. Okay. I mean. May have to delete that app from the tidbit. I I, I, I want no happy stuff. I, I can't say anything that won't get us canceled, so I'm just going to shut up right now. Shut up. Shut up. Ah, shit. All right, man. We were canceled four years ago. That's true. Day uh, one. Done. We are talking about... Um, disasters? Disasters. Natural, uh, unnatural, doesn't matter. Love it. I think we are... Up to your next one. Yes. Oh, dude, this is a big one. Holy cow. This consumed me for a long time. 2011, the Tohoku earthquake and resulting tsunami in Japan, which then also what caused... Year? What year? 2011. Oh, I know which one this is then. Yeah, yeah. So you had an earthquake. You had a tsunami... And that also caused the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear disaster. This is a triple threat. I gotta admit, to this day, I will type in tsunami and watch hours of the footage of this tsunami because it's just, it, it's so mind boggling. Like, okay, do you remember as kids? You'd be watching, I don't know, cartoons or whatever. You'd see a tsunami wave. It's a 100-foot wave coming in and just killing everything. That's not the way it works. The water just rises and rises and rises. And pretty soon, houses, buildings, cars, ships are just getting fucking washed inland. It's 
just it's scary and intense and and magnificent it's just mind-blowing anyway so this moved the province of Honshu eight feet to the east it shifted the earth on its axis by four to ten inches Jesus March 11th 2011 strongest earthquake in its recorded history uh it struck below the north pacific about 81 miles east of sendai which is the largest city in the tohoku region um this caused the tsunami which well this is this is also why there's no richter scale i mean we have richter scale for what happened on land right but where it happened yeah, it was in the middle of the ocean you There's can't really measure it. No way to measure it. Um, but they were saying that that it was it was high enough to where it would have topped the scales. Yeah. So this produced waves up to one hundred and thirty-two feet high. Four hundred fifty thousand people became homeless as a result of this tsunami. More than fifteen thousand five hundred people died uh it, it crippled the infrastructure of the country up there um it caused the meltdown of the fukushima daishi nuclear power plant which that that's just still going on today where they're like just now releasing radioactive stuff into the ocean because well the ocean should be able to handle that little bit of radioactivity releasing out into it we hope we hope yeah, it, it, the biggest disaster in japan's history go um, ahead go swimming your dick yeah, becomes sure. 10 inches long or has two eyeballs poking or falls out. off or whatever yeah no this this, this one I, it, it is mind-blowing this it, it's so recent like that disaster like screwed up our pipeline of parts like there was one computer chip built in japan we couldn't get for months and so like all of our cars disappeared just because we can get that one part but uh, other than that it's like uh, if it go on to youtube look up this tsunami it's just mind-boggling because they've got these 40 foot high cement walls to contain you know the water coming in and there's you know 90 foot steel trawlers just popping over these walls coming into this city going up and, and, and in japan it's all mountains like you know you have this little valley and there's the water and everything is like it's coming up well it's five city blocks which is you know an elevation of 100 feet and just wiping shit out um god there's there's pictures from helicopters of cars driving towards the ocean and they see this wall of it's just mud and debris and everything and they're turning around and they're beating feet the other way they're cutting across pastures and shit to get out of the way of this stuff it's just it's mind-boggling the strength of water now the thing about this whole disaster was this was this is at a time in 2011 everybody had cell phones there are ccct uh, you know closed whatever there's cameras on buildings everywhere this was like the most 
recorded event ever yeah. in modern history. Like you could see dozens and dozens of cities. There were there were helicopters with film footage. There were there were companies that had cameras with footage. There were people with their cell phones with footage. It was just astronomical the amount of video that you saw on on various different places and everything. It was just I I it, to what? this day will watch tsunami videos just because it's mind blowing to me. What was interesting to me is I have an engineer mind and all that. Um, watching the water come up to the Fukushima uh, plant was just mind blowing. And they had video, they had video of all of this happening. Yeah. It was now, terrifying to watch. Now, the scary thing to me, part of the reason why I'm against nuclear energy, but I'm for it, uh, is that that plan was designed in the 80s. And uh, it's, it's fail-safes weren't, weren't there. Yeah. Well, uh, they probably weren't predicting that amount of devastation. A hundred uh, that, foot wall of yeah. water kind yeah. of does a lot. But, you know, big proponent for nuclear energy. I think it's I think it's the way of the future. You just have to figure certain things out. You got to um, do it right. That plant would have survived if their auxiliary pumps would have lasted yeah um but yeah, this, this this accident was rated a seven which is the maximum severity level on the INES and NISA scale of of disasters and then and that's uh Chernobyl's the only one to be a seven also, that tops I it yeah. yeah um now here's what i will say the ocean is a fabulous thing the ocean is a shit ton of water they are actually dumping uh soil and stuff from fukushima into the ocean the thing about the ocean is that within a year there is zero amounts of nuclear uh, uh, waste and radiation. Yeah, it, yeah. It, has a, it, it, it heals itself. It's scary to think about. It is. But, but, but you it, know, it, this, this renews my thought of nuclear energy where have it near an ocean, have auxiliary pumps that are not based at land level so yeah. that you can dump I, literally you got to dump water on this shit yeah yeah cool it down yeah um that, and it may it might take 10 years for you to cool it down to a point where you can actually deal with it but Man, uh, that plant was designed 
well after the Chernobyl plant, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is going to be on our list. I got um, there somewhere. But you think about it. Chernobyl was actually set up in a place to fail. Oh, there's just so much wrong with that one. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Anyway. All right. What's your next one, dude? It is the Kashmir earthquake of 2005 uh, in Pakistan and India. On October 8th, 2005, a disastrous earthquake struck the Pakistan administered portion of the Kashmir region, the northwest frontier province of Pakistan, adjacent to India and Afghanistan. The earthquake was measured at a magnitude of 7.6. The relief efforts for the survivors was hampered by the amount of aftershocks that were happening. Almost a month of aftershocks, which caused numerous landfalls, landslides, and falling rocks. The severity of the damage and the high number of fatalities were exasperated by poor construction in the affected area. Kashmir, in Kashmir, at least 79,000 people were killed and more than 32,000 buildings were destroyed. This is number five in the 21st century of, of fatalities just you know oh really yeah uh the area is kind of a a barren area it's it's at the north end of uh india i'm sure they don't have osha there yeah well let's see yeah Any of these south uh, southeast areas that are up in the mountains like that, you're you're really kind of screwed. Um, you're doing what you can to live there, but yeah, it's it's an iffy place to build anything. Needless to say, uh, the city in Kashmir, which I don't have the name of it, but they're saying. of the main city in Kashmir was Jammu and Kashmir, a territory under Pakistan. Okay, so Kashmir is the city. Uh, Center near the city of, I'm going to butcher this name, Muzad Afarabad. Uh, Okay. Which is also affected nearby... Balakot and Kadibur. Oh God, I, I I can't I can't pronounce these names. Anyway, uh, anyways, tremendous amount of loss of life, and it hit number five on the highest list of deaths. Twenty first century. Yep. Yep. There you go. All right, sir. What's your next? 
1980, Washington State, Mount St. Helens. Oh, fuck. Yes, go on. The earthquake at 8.32 a.m. Sunday, May 18th, caused the entire weakened north face to slide away. A sector collapse, which is the largest sub aurelier landslide in recorded history. Um, can sub I aurelio. ask? Yeah. Don't know what that means. Mm. No, no, you can't ask. Uh, this allowed partially molten rock rich in high pressure gas and steam to suddenly explode northward <laughs> towards Spirit Lake in a hot mix of lava and pulverized older lock overtaking the landslide so you had a landslide first and then you had this pyroclastic blast that blew past that um the eruption column rose eighty thousand feet three times pretty much what an airplane flies at so it deposited ash in 11 different u.s states and various canadian provinces and at the same time snow ice and Several entire glaciers on the volcano melted, forming a series of large, what is this, lahars, volcanic mudslides? Oh, goody. So it, Paul, <laughs> yeah, it, it melted off a, 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 you know, couple of glaciers and turned it into mudslides. That's a, reached as far as the Columbia River, 50 miles away. Um, less severe outbursts continued in the next day, only to be followed by other large, but not as destructive eruptions later that year. The thermal energy released was equal to 26 megatons of TNT. And now for some more bad news. Ready? <laughs> um, I, I was going to stop you for a second because I wanted to ask a question of... Yes. <clears throat> you said that this was an earthquake... Wasn't this a volcanic uh, eruption? The earthquake allowed material off of the face of the volcano, which then allowed the earthquake to erupt. So you had all this pent-up energy in a volcano, yeah. but it couldn't get past the mountain. Yeah. An earthquake let all this stuff slide off the mountain. Then the volcano erupted because it had a smaller amount of material to get past. So you had the, the mudslides and everything off of the earthquake. The volcano then blasted past that, blew down trees for acres and acres. Okay. I was alive for this. and As, as, as was I. The month before the eruption, um, they were talking about the side of the mountain bulging yeah and growing at a pace that they were extremely concerned about and this is so, one of those this was one of those things they knew was going to happen it was just they didn't know when exactly i uh, gotcha so the earthquake triggered it yeah yeah it was it was going to happen but the it was just hastened it yeah 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 okay. made it happen faster yep but I, right. like, I, I have watched like video, like there's a new dome forming inside of the crater 
that is just bulging up and up more and more every year. There's like this column of basalt or something that's poking up every year. It gets taller and taller. It's like, it, it ain't over. I mean, it may not be in our lifetime, but it ain't over just yet. So anyway, well, that's to you. Hey, Hawaii deals with it all the time. Hmm. They constantly have eruptions. I mean, they constantly have the, the islands are volcanoes. Yeah. What do you want? You know, it's like it's just a way of life for these guys. Hey, go to Yellowstone. So y'all know Yellowstone is a volcano. It is a thousand mile wide volcano that's going to blow up someday. Maybe not in our lifetime, but someday. 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 All right. 1900. That's a little while ago. This is my last natural disaster. This is the Great Galveston Storm. Galveston, Texas. It occurred on September 8th, 1900, when a hurricane of an estimated Category 4 hit the coast of Galveston. This hurricane remains to be the deadliest natural disaster in U.S. history. As well as the worst hurricane in U.S. history. I, okay, I'm getting this from the Encyclopedia Britannica. It was the strongest storm in the Atlantic that they have they have clocked yeah it it, it. more than eight thousand people were killed and ten thousand were left homeless the hurricane decimated galveston which at the time was one of the most advanced cities in texas The hurricane had an estimated tidal surge of 15 feet. While the barrier island of Galveston was only five feet. <laughs> In the 1900, they probably weren't building the code just yet. <clears throat> now, the difference between this storm and, say, the storm that hit uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm is that there was no warning and no concrete probably either as storm forecasting at the time lacked the advanced technology necessary to accurately predict the enormous physical and human tolls that the hurricane would take nobody knew how big the hurricane was in the 1900s they didn't have storm radar back then, I don't think. Um, no. no. 1900? No, no. Uh, you looked yeah. up in the sky and said, oh, it's dark. It's going to suck. Yeah. Um, 6,000 to 12,000 people dead. They're not quite sure of the number. So Hurricane Katrina was... 2005 and and actually hurricane katrina did not make the list Mm -mm. i don't think on either of our lists no uh 
which is amazing because it was something that I sat there and watched. How many lives do you think were lost in Hurricane Katrina? Um, it's it, it's probably less than a thousand because it doesn't make any of my lists on here. Eighteen hundred, really? Eighteen hundred when okay come on computer (laughs) hello computer jesus when this doesn't even make the 21st century katrina's not even listed on here man yeah katrina was 1800 And we were just talking about uh, Galveston, which had 8,000 killed. Yeah. Eight times more. But the devastation in 1900 had to be just unbelievable. Nothing would have stood that. (laughs) Nothing would have stood that. Just insane. Insane. And back then, I mean, 1900. The fire department, cars. The fire department is still using horses. Yeah. I mean, did the yeah. did the government did the government even have relief stuff back then? I mean, uh, that's yeah, that's just a bad time to live in that area. Good lord. Yeah, it was just a bad thing. It was a bad thing. Um, lord. And what was sad is that we had the hurricane that came through that devastated Galveston Island uh, 10 years ago, I think it was. Is that the one big um, one that hit Dallas and all that? And, yeah. And yeah, hit Dallas, hit Houston. Um, Joel's sanctuary wouldn't let homeless people in. and You got it. Yeah. <laughs> I literally went down to Galveston Island and worked a soup kitchen for a week and a half um, to try to help alleviate the problems and all that. And the weird thing is that this storm didn't do a quarter of what the 1900 storm did. And I was talking to people who lived down there and they were like, uh, my parents went through worse shit, you know, as I'm talking to them and there's a boat on their front yard. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you, you have to admit, you know, like this is the materials that we use for houses now are 10 times better than they were a hundred years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, we're using block. We're using, you know, we, we know that hurricanes exist. And, like, and pretty much if you're on the coast, your houses are built like brick shit houses now. I mean, there's all sorts of different materials and 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 binders and, and, and different angle, you know, braces that you have to use in construction just because we know better. So, yeah. We've grown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on. What do you have? 
this is the first of the nope, this is man the last man. no this is oh. the last last one last one 2004 sumatra sumatra earthquake and tsunami now this is like the first time i remember seeing any video of the tsunami this was that like you had all these people on the the vacation resorts right mm -hmm. on the coast yeah. and like the water goes away for like a hundred yards and there's people walking out there picking up stuff uh, you know 50 70 yards off of the normal beach because they don't know any better it's like dude do, do you not think something's wrong it just it was mind-boggling there's there's a bunch of stuff on youtube you can watch it's just scary um 9.1 earthquake uh which stands as the third largest in the world since 1900 mm -hmm. the tsunami that followed uh throughout the indian ocean um radiated outwards in all directions striking the coast of indonesia and india and the Nicobar Islands, uh, within 20 minutes of the earthquake, the northeastern coast of Somalia and Africa, seven hours later, um, the waves in Sumatra reached 167 feet tall and caused flooding up to three miles inland. I'm assuming it was pretty low. Yeah, there's not a lot of hills and stuff there but still you get a wave that crashes in three miles inland that's pretty intense yeah. uh, a quarter of a million people two hundred twenty-seven thousand, were killed or missing and presumed dead including tourists this makes it the deadliest tsunami in history uh, 1.7 million people were displaced total damage was estimated at roughly 13 billion dollars in 2017 dollars um indonesia was the hardest hit country with 167,000 lives lost and nearly six billion dollars in damage Damn. but that's a that's the first time i remember like seeing any video of a tsunami which was just you know it it, it wasn't like the japan one but it was like it, it was just mind-boggling how the water just goes away for a hundred yards and people are walking out there and they're like, Hey, this is kind of cool. And then all of a sudden people are yelling at them to run back. And, and you can see some people made it and some people didn't. It was, Damn. it was kind of messed up. Yeah. That was, that was a big one. Anyway, that's my last natural disaster. Hey. Yes. Uh, Tonight is the Nevada caucus or primaries. And uh, you go, Marianne Williamson. Okay. You go. You go, girl. Um, worked with her at Hay House Publishing for years. Uh, she a good person? Ten years. She's a little bit nutty. Uh, nutty is okay. Is she a good person? Yeah. Great. Okay. I mean, great woman. Um, she'll never, she'll never beat Biden, but uh, 
I I love her. She was the first one that looked at me and said, you're a man. I don't like you. Said, yeah, I'm just here to get your microphone to work. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. My next one. Yes. We are on to man-made disasters. This is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, I only got eight of them, so. I have the Pepcon What's disaster. The Pepcon? I do not know that one. I have no clue how you don't know about this. Um, on May 4th, 1988, in Henderson, Nevada, which is mm, 10 minutes from Las Vegas, if that, a severe explosion occurred at the Pacific Engineering and Production Company of Nevada, Pepcon. Pepcon. Okay, that makes sense. It is a chemical plant that made fuel for the space shuttle. Yeah, that can't be environmentally friendly. Well, if you remember, in 1988, there was was a little accident that happened. Was there? Was there a little accident? It was was prior to that. Mm, Okay. And it shut down the production of space shuttles, and it shut Hmm. down launches of space shuttles for over a year. The company, Pacific Engineering and Production Company of Nevada, decided to keep making an item called ammonium perchlorate, AP. Okay. And stockpiling it. Hmm. And stockpiling it. And Hmm. stockpiling it. Nothing can go wrong there. Hey, we're supposed to be setting some space shuttles up, man. We got to send this stuff. No, it's got to sit in the yard. Well, ammonium perchlorate is a fabulous product that doesn't like a lot of heat. So being in Nevada was probably a good thing, right? Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. actually, what caused the accident was a welder. A welder was welding up something close to an area where the AP was being stored. Now, a- now check me if I'm wrong. Welders use heat, right? Uh, well, they use metal rods and electricity to create an arc, which, yeah, that's, yeah, it's heat. Okay, okay, just checking, yeah. <laughs> and a spark. Um, a spark came up, and it, it, uh, how do it hit something it? bad. 
It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to show Burke something. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Um, okay. Thing everyone needs to get as far away as possible, as quickly as possible. A broadcast engineer servicing a transmitter on a mountain about two miles away starts to film and captures some of the subsequent explosions, the sound taking about 10 seconds to reach him. In total, there were seven explosions in the plant as the fire ignited explosive chemicals and ruptured the underground gas line. The largest of these explosions registered a 3.5 on the Richter scale and was equivalent to a quarter kiloton of TNT, about the same yield as a tactical nuclear weapon. It is one of the largest domestic non-nuclear explosions in recorded history. Um, okay. Um, I love that you see the shock waves going over the sand. That that's just, that's impressive. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, when, you, when you look at the video and I'll post the video on the, uh, on the web page, um, when you look at the video, it looks like there's nothing around there. That is less than five miles from downtown Las Vegas. Oh, Jesus. So they felt it. They felt it. They lost windows. Uh, five miles away? Yeah. God damn. Uh, if you ever get the opportunity, go to YouTube and look up the entire video succession because there's a, there's one video out there that I found where they actually have videographers with the fire department. They have videographers out. They take the video that we just saw from the guy that was working on a, a power line. Yes, a power line 10 miles away and still felt the shockwave. Um, but it's a very interesting video to go watch. And honestly, the whole thing, the whole thing came down to a failure by the company to stop. They were producing and producing. We had the Challenger incident. Right. Um, which is also on my list. Uh, yeah. We had the Challenger incident, and that shut down the space shuttle program. But they continued to make stuff and didn't have a place to store it properly. Oh, good. Yeah. And apparently ammonium perchlorate ain't nice stuff. Uh, evidently. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, so there you go. We almost blew up Las Vegas. <laughs> what do you got, my friend? I have something in 1984 in December in India, the Bhopal gas leak. 
sounds kind of innocuous, right? Now, there was a gas leak at a pesticide plant. And according to the Atlantic, it was caused by malfunctioning safety systems. A runaway pressure increase saw 40 tons of chemical called methyl isocyanate leak into the atmosphere. Understand, there is no known antidote to methyl isocyanate. This huge amount of toxic material in the plant was surrounded by densely packed housing, so more than 600,000 people were exposed to this deadly cloud. Uh, the people living around the plant were not informed quickly, and hospital staff were giving conflicting information about the situation. Innocent people suffer from coughing, eye irritation, burns, breathlessness, vomiting. Thousands of people died within the hours. Um, thousands of animals passed away within the hours. They all had to be burned. Thousands, thousands of animals, people, just to avoid the disease from decay from all the dead stuff around this area. Long-term studies since the accident have confirmed that many thousands are still affected by eye, lung, and psychological damage. Uh, it's it's really hard to say how many people are actually affected by this. So this is one of those, you know, 20,000 people died, and it could be more than like 100,000 because they don't know the, the long-lasting impacts of this. But the, uh, 40 tons of chemical that's deadly and there's no way to counteract it is really messed up. Then, you know, third world countries. Once again, no OSHA there. So that's that's my first man-made F up. All right. My second man-made F up was on January 28th, 1986. Junior high school. Sitting there, sitting in history when the announcement came over the PA system. The Space Shuttle Challenger broke apart 73 seconds into flight, killing all seven crew members. The spacecraft disintegrated 46,000 feet above of the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Cape Canaveral. Uh, this was an O-ring incident. Freezing temperatures. They were warned. They ignored it. They shot it off anyway and paid the price. Yes. Uh... Let's see here. Now, I was in Akron U at the time. It, it was one of the, it was like the first big disaster. It was kind of the first big disaster that I experienced kind of in lifetime. 
somebody came into the atrium and was like, dude, the space shuttle blew up. And we're like, eh, <laughs> no, it's for real. It was kind of messed up. Canaveral. Here at the last seconds of the countdown. Four, three, two, one, and liftoff. Liftoff of the 25th Space Shuttle mission, and it has cleared the tower. All the communications between the shuttle and mission control indicated everything was going fine. There was a sense of relief that the much-delayed flight was finally underway. Engines at 65%, three engines uh, running normally, three good fuel cells, three good APUs. Engines throttling up, three engines now at 104%. Challenger, go at throttle up. Challenger, go at throttle up. It happened just over one minute into flight. One minute, 15 seconds. Velocity, 2,900 feet per second. Altitude, 9 nautical miles. Downrange distance, 7 nautical miles. From mission control, silence. Then the bland, chilling report. We have a report from the flight dynamics officer that the vehicle has exploded. Flight director confirms that. We are uh, looking at uh, checking with the recovery forces to see uh, what can be done at this point. Slow motion. Oh, you can see it right there. Yep. Oh, yeah. A search effort couldn't begin for some 15 minutes after this. Debris, they said, just kept raining from the sky. The head of the space shuttle program had no explanations, just sorrow at the tragedy. At 11.40 a.m. this morning, space program experienced a national tragedy with the explosion of the space shuttle Challenger approximately a minute and a half after launch from here at the Kennedy Space Center. So, uh, it ended up being an O-ring between the... Uh, the the tank and the space shuttle. Yeah, uh, we had we had two booster rockets, and then you have the external fuel tank, um, and the O ring between the external fuel tank and the space shuttle was leaking. Yeah, the, the freezing temperatures made it contract slightly it was leaking fuel it ignited and yeah, it went up uh evaluations of the proposed srb design in the early 1970s and field joint testing showed that the wide tolerance between the mated parts allowed the o-ring to extrude from its seat so they knew about this in the 1970s. Yeah. And, and this was this was the one that had uh, Chrissy McCullough and Judy Resnick. And uh, was Resnick the school teacher? Uh, or was it McCullough? Uh, I think it was Resnick. I think it was Resnick. And she was from freaking uh, Akron. Teacher in Space. Uh, McAuliffe. The Teacher in Space program, which McAuliffe had been selected for, um, was canceled in 1990 as a result of the Challenger disaster. Uh, 
So it was McAuliffe. In addition to the SRBs, NASA, oh, wait, uh, SRBs, where's, where is it? Uh, NASA, after the accident, uh, shut down the program for two years. And with that, the um, personnel capsule was supposed to be able to withstand an explosion and had a parachute system to save it. Um, these are all strides that they made after the Challenger incident. Um, but we'll talk in a little bit about how all of that failed. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was Resnick who was born in Akron and went to Fairlawn Elementary and Fairlawn High School who was on that flight. Yeah, Resnick was on there, but the teacher in space was McAuliffe. Yeah, she was from New Hampshire, I think it was just red. Yeah. It hit us hard. It was like, you know, Fairlawn High School's, what, 10 minutes from Akron U? If that. Yeah. Scummit Mall. I mean, Summit Mall. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We got to take a little break here. Yep. We'll be back in just a minute. Oh. I got music for this, I think. Oh, yeah, right here. Right here. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, you can't hear that, can you? I can. No, I can. Fuck. I did do it. bass lines I ever learned to play. That's what I thought. Yeah.
So, you sent me this music. Yeah. Did I? Yes, you did. <laughs> Can you tell me? What band was this before they were what they are now? Uh, if I was sober, possibly. So this is probably... Um, oh, no, I can't. I don't got any brain cells. This is... this is No, I don't, I don't remember. You know all this <laughs> stuff. You love these guys. This band is New Order. They were Joy Division. Joy Division, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Before this. I was surprised. I like, Bert put all this music into a folder, and I was like, New Order, New Order. Come on, man. Come <laughs> on! I play it, the it, shit out of these guys. Yeah, but it's a good song. Oh, dude. <sighs> all right anyway we let's gotta get back, get to, back to this shit because we it's, gotta, just, it's yeah. a disaster central let's go all right so in 1978 in new york there was this little town called love canal love canal was literally a canal that was supposed to bridge an area between um the niagara falls and a river uh it, it it never came to fruition um this was in the 30s that they built this canal it never it never happened but in 1942 there's a chemical company called the hooker chemical company and with a government sanction began using the partially dug canal as a chemical waste dump at the end of what? this period yeah yeah the 60 foot wide uh what was it a hundred and i don't know 100 180 foot canal they just started dumping shit in there like people were dumping crap in this canal anyway and then it kind of became a, a, just a dump and then <laughs> this chemical company started dumping industrial waste in there and then they covered it with more dirt and everything like that and then sold it to people that wanted to build houses and schools and such with this little provision in the in in the way 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 in the bottom of the whole thing going there could be some hazardous materials here okay just so, a little it's 21, just a little. Don't worry about it. 21,000 tons of toxic chemicals, including at least 12 that are known carcinogens in the 16-acre hazardous landfill that was covered with clay and sold, yeah, sold the land to the Niagara Falls School Board and they they included the warning about the, the the warning that it could be bad for you in the property deed. Welcome to the Bikini Islands. Yeah, yeah, right. The weird the the mess up thing was like public awareness in the seventies, like started finding out that there was like stuff going on. So this grassroots door to door health survey began to reveal these 
inexplicable illnesses, epilepsy, asthma, migraines. I don't know what nephrosis is, but it sounds bad. Abnormally high rates of birth defects and miscarriages. Um, so in the 70s, there were consecutive really wet winters that raised the water table in this whole area. And all these chemicals started to leach out into the basements and the yards of neighboring residences, as well as the playground of the elementary school built directly on top of the canal. So after all this was going on, you know, the government was behind them. Great. And, you know, back in the seventies, money glossed over a lot of crap. Um, Eventually, Jimmy Carter declared a state of emergency in 1978 and the federal government relocate 239 residences. Entire families were moved. But that's left 700 families whose federal officials viewed as being at insufficient risk to warrant relocation. Even though the tests you know, revealed that toxic substances were leaking near their homes. Um, eventually, Carter declared a second state of emergency in 1981, uh, and all the remaining families were relocated. The total cost for relocations was $17 million in 1978. So you're talking, what, a billion dollars in today's money? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, was, that was a messed up one. So yeah, Love Canal, look it up. It's kind of fucked up. All right, man, what you got? Space Shuttle Columbia. Mm. Now, this one's kind of a big one for me because uh, this happened in 2003. This was Texas, right? I have pictures. Jesus. I have pictures of the trail over North Texas. And you can actually see where they exploded. Wow. Yeah. Um, By the way, I don't think I've ever told the story about the first shuttle disaster. And we're all sitting around the atrium about three weeks later after it's all kind of sunk in and all of a sudden we start cracking jokes. Like Christy McCullough had blue eyes, one blue that way, one blue that way. Oh fuck. How many shuttle astronauts can you fit in a VW bug? 11, you know, four in the seat, seven in the ashtray. It, it, it got bad. You know, we, um, Oh God! What was the guy that did Indiana Jones? Uh, the director of Indiana Jones. That was uh, who was that? Uh, hold on, um, <laughs> Lucas George. No, Lucas. no, 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 no. The other one, Spielberg. No. Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, was gonna do a film about the shell disaster, and it was gonna be called Indiana Jones and the Shell of Boom. Dude, it was it was bad. It was really bad. I'm sorry. Anyway, please go ahead. 
I don't even want to do it now. Um, the Texas one was like intense because it was one of those times again where there was more people that had availability to video and stuff like that. Well, here's what makes Columbia different. Um, happened on February 1st, 2003 over the great state of Texas. But the shuttle launch prior to this one had issues with the foam falling off. Oops. And so when this one launched, there was always that deep concern of what's there any damage anything like this well anyways the foam fell off of the uh external fuel the ceramic tank. the ceramic tiles and whatnot no no the external no. fuel tank oh, okay was sprayed with foam the external fuel tank kept having pieces of foam falling off because they quit painting it that's why it went from white to orange they were no longer sealing it with paint um so a piece of foam fell off and it hit the leading edge of the space shuttle in launch watched this entire launch, watched this entire uh, program that they did up in space. They knew ahead of time that the space shuttle was damaged. They didn't know how bad. And and you're up there. You got to come down. So like what are you going to do? So in re-entry, the space shuttle comes in. There's a hole in the wing. And that hole in the wing allowed for heat to get in there. And as it was re-entering, it created a hell of a lot of heat. That which is a burn metal, which yeah, tended to uh, cause the wing to fall off, and uh, you know uh, you ain't gonna fly that far without a wing. Um, in all of the uh, fallout through this, all of the well, actually here. You got video? Oh, I do. And it would be right here. But we're going to suspend our normal format right now because we've got some breaking news. A few minutes ago, it was about 8 o'clock because we had just started at the top of this hour, the space shuttle Columbia was going over North Texas. You're looking at a live picture now on Mission Control. And this was the shuttle going over North Texas. At the time, it looked like 
a normal reentry because the uh, shuttle would normally light up and reentry because of the heat of the friction of the Earth's atmosphere. But then we began to see this. If you'll notice here, it looks like you can see pieces of the shuttle coming off. Pieces of the shuttle coming off, and NASA, we can confirm that the shuttle is behind schedule. It was to land in Florida. There you see what appears to be multiple pieces of the shuttle. Well, we cannot confirm whether this is an indication that the shuttle broke up upon re-entry or not. Well, we can confirm right now that NASA has told us the shuttle was at an altitude of 200,000 feet traveling at 12,000 miles an hour. When mission control confirms it lost contact, there's been no further communication with the shuttle Columbia since then. And there you can see numerous streams of what appear to be some kind of objects leading some kind of trail over the skies of North Texas. This video was shot by Channel 8 photographer John Pronk, who was at Dallas's Fair Park as the shuttle went over, which happens frequently when it's going to have... So, he, if you noticed in that video, you saw the uh, the he, Texas he Star. Yeah. Texas Star, uh, which is the... Um, Ferris wheel at Fair Park. Um, I watched this from my back porch. Oh, Jesus. Eight o'clock in the morning. I'm out there. I'm a space nut. I want to watch this stuff. You saw it break apart and you were like, ooh, that's not good. But we knew two days before that that the space shuttle could have had damage from loss or from launch. Yeah. So, anyways. And you, there was pieces of that all over Texas. Um, one of my favorite places in the world is Woodville, Texas. And Woodville literally found f a five-foot section of the space shuttle. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Um, the space shuttle Columbia. Let me bring up my notes. Uh, the Space Shuttle Columbia was a partially reused uh, aeronautical uh, item for NASA, which was the original Space Shuttle. Oh, God. It was the very first one. Um, STS-107. Columbia carried the Space Hub Research Double Module, the Orbital Acceleration Research Experiment, and an Extended Duration Orbital Pallet. The seven-member crew of STS-107 was selected in July 2000. The mission was commanded by Rick Husband, who was a colonel in the U.S. Air Force and a test pilot. 
William McCool, a U.S. Navy commander who was on his first space flight. The payload commander was Michael Anderson, a lieutenant colonel in the United States Air Force. Cal Palana Chala? Kapalana Chala served as flight engineer, Indian lady. Um, she had previously flown on STS 87. David Brown and Lauren Cl- Laurel Clark, both Navy captains, flew as the mission specialists. Ian Ramon, a colonel in the Israeli Air Force, and the first. Israeli astronaut flew as payload specialist. The last Israeli astronaut. Sorry. Wow. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Columbia bothered me because it was the first space shuttle to go up. And uh, in a way it was the last, but yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, um, that one's kind of messed up. And the no, weird no, thing was, like... We like, knew ahead of time. That's yeah. what fucking bothers me. Well, what are you going to do? They're up there. they got to come down. I mean, you couldn't... La- at that point in time, you could not launch a rescue mission. It just wasn't feasible. You couldn't use the International Space Station as a uh, rescue habitat at that point in time. It wasn't built for it. There's not enough room. Um, Yeah, I totally understand. Uh, You have to you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. But um yeah. The sad thing was we were kind of inured. I mean, we had one spatial blow up already. Ah, there's another one blew up on a re-entry. Ah, well, yeah, it was kind of sad because like it did not get the the press that it really deserved. Well, like I said, sadly, we knew ahead of time before this launch. That there was a problem. Bless you. And we didn't come up with an answer. We just sent it up. Yep. Come on down. It'll be good. You'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All righty, man. Parachutes. All right. What's up next? I got a big ass oil spot. Bill, in 1989, the Exxon Valdez ran aground in Prince William Sound, Alaska, and it spilled only 11 million gallons of oil. Uh, It resulted in the largest environmental disaster in U.S. history. Exxon settled in 1991 with funds dispersed in three discrete parts, the criminal 
plea agreement was $25 million. The criminal restitution was $100 million, and the civil settlement was $900 million. This oil killed an estimated 250,000 seabirds, 2,800 sea otters, 300 harbor seals, 250 bald eagles, as many as 22 killer whales, and billions that's with a B of salmon and herring eggs. 25 years since the spill, the following species remain in a not recovering or unknown status. Killer whales. There was a family group known as Pod 81. They don't know. These I've never heard of. Killitzes, merlets, marbled merlets, and pigeon guillemots i'm assuming those are all birds but that went on for years and they paid a lot of money and it just messed up a lot of stuff for a long long time so xm valdez nixon's still rich so yeah uh my next one is the 2023 Pennsylvania chocolate factory. What? Yeah. Uh, what? I don't know how the fuck I find this shit. Uh, uh, kind of, is that anything like the uh, the flood of oh god, what was that stuff? In, in San Francisco, like some company released oh god, what was it? Uh, what's the amber colored stuff oh god I, amber no it was goo it was yellow pee no 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 go ahead talk thank you <laughs> <laughs> at 4 30 p.m est workers at the rm palmer building number two detected the smell of natural gas Mm. rl palmer i don't know what they make but it's chocolate (laughs) um before i go any further i have a present for you because i have videos for everything (laughs) oh geez (laughs) go for it man all righty are you ready I'm ready. Weather camera in Pennsylvania capturing the moment part of a chocolate factory exploded. Take a look at this. Fox affiliate WTXF capturing exclusive images of the R.M. Palmer candy company going up in flames. The blast killing two people and leaving nine missing. This happened yesterday afternoon in the town of West Reading. Fire crews are reporting at least eight people are in the hospital. The extent of their injury still unknown this morning. Also not known exactly what caused the explosion, but employees in the factory reported a fire minutes before. Oopsie. Holy shit, did you see That's an intense explosion. Holy shit. Holy fuck. Um, I thought this was funny at first. Uh, the R, the RM Palmer company was originally founded in 1948. 
in the borough of Sinking Springs, Pennsylvania. Uh, in 1950, the company relocated to 237 North 11th Street in Reading, Pennsylvania. What the hell did they make? I don't know. I, I, I'd never heard of this before. I, Dude, you haven't. Um, I think you were talking about the molasses company. flood. In 1919, there's a molasses flood in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. That there was 13,000 tons of molasses that flowed down the streets of Boston. I, I don't know why we didn't have that one on the list, but anyway, go ahead. Um, I think, I think we. Wow. Um, that that was an intensive. That was. Yeah, look that one up on YouTube. That was intense. Uh, RM Palmer. What do they make? There we go. They make puppy candy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems to be a it's not like a mainstream uh chocolate factory oh they make spongebob okay sponge they make hearts chocolate hearts that are oh, okay. wrapped in foil okay um including spongebob square pants <laughs> party pals puppy love uh Apparently they like dogs. Uh, anyways, small type. Nobody died in this. Seriously, explosion. in that explosion? Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, one person had to be pulled out of the rubble. Uh, later, the victim, a Mexican-American. Named Sandy Rodriguez. <laughs> Hey, try not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot. I don't know how that happens. I don't know. Uh, actually, her name was Patricia Borges. <laughs> Stated that she and employees had altered their... Oh, uh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Hey. I found a fucking chocolate factory that exploded. I'm excited about that. Um, what do you have next? <laughs> this was a weird one, man. So in Pennsylvania, in Centralia, Pennsylvania. This is not weird. This is the most awesome story you've ever come up with. There was a coal mine fire. I don't have a ton of stuff about this. I was like watching some video about this. It was a coal seam fire and it has been burning in the labyrinth of abandoned coal mines underneath the boroughs of Centralia, Pennsylvania since May 27 of 1962. Yes! It is still burning today. The town 
there is a fire department. That's the whole town now. Just the fire department. The route that goes through there occasionally heaves up and it has steam coming out of it from the fires underneath it. Now, supposedly, there was some strip mining going on. There's a bunch of stuff that got laid out in badness. The town decided to get rid of this, but they didn't bother telling anyone that they were going to burn it. Now, supposedly, stuff from the fire came up, went down a mine shaft, and set the coal mine on fire. Yeah. And it has been burning. It, it, burning up to depths of 300 feet over an eight-mile stretch over 3,700 acres. And at its, con- at its current rate, it could continue to burn for another 250 years. So the whole town was abandoned. 1,500 residents had to leave. Uh, as of 2017, the population of this town is five. And most of the buildings have been demolished. You can still drive through this town. That's what kills me. And it's close to... It, it, it is close... To, oh, my God. I have to look this up. It's close to kind of a major city. Centralia, PA. That doesn't work. Sin. Oh, God. If I could type, I'd be dangerous. Sin. Trillia, sin, trillia, PA. Okay. There we go. Hazleton, Berwick, Bloomsburg, Mount Caramel. There's a fairly decent sized city just a couple miles up the road. But I mean, like, you go into Google Maps and you look at the, it's like, there's cemeteries there and there are these like blooms coming out of the cemeteries, which is kind of messed up. Yeah. It, it Just imagine this thing's been burning since 62 and could go on for another couple hundred years. That's just kind of mind boggling. So check that one out. It's worth a look. All right. What do you got, man? All right. Um, what you brought up Centralia mm-hmm. and I kind of have to piggyback off of that. Go for it, man. With a little town in Ohio called Helltown. I don't know that one. Helltown is a city that was shut down by the U.S. government. (laughs) Why? Nobody knows. Riddled with rumors of haunts, chemical spills, and serial killers? The fuck? Here's the thing. Helltown, Ohio, I can't tell you why it was shut down. I cannot tell you a shitting thing about it because there's nothing listed. 
It's a peninsula? Yes. The f- it's it is Boston Mills? It is a town that I have walked through <laughs> um, from Boy Scout Camp, Camp Manitowoc, just outside of Boston, Ohio, in Peninsula. It is a town that was shut down and nobody knows why. Oh, that's bizarre. And how fucking close is that to your house? I, I, I could drive there right now and get there before midnight. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in Helltown. Uh, Dude, 271 is right there. You can see that off the highway. What the hell? Randy wines right over there. How did you not know about this? I I've never heard about it. And no, but Helltown, Ohio is permanently closed. <laughs> Nobody knows why the government closed it. But if you are caught in this area. You're charged with a federal crime. What? Oh, this is bizarre. Senate among citizens had no choice but to leave their homes. Expressing a message scribbled on the wall of one of the houses. Now we know how the Indians felt. the fuck empty hounds boarded up adorned with u.s no trespassing no trespassing signs the government fell behind in its plan to create the park and village what the hell is this there's a dump there too oh god okay oh i gotta read up about this one this is fascinating (laughs) And apparently, Boston, Ohio, celebrates Python Day in honor of the lit. What? Oh my God! This is like a fever dream. What the hell? And it's so close. Oh my God! It's right around the corner, Burke. Go for a ride. Yeah, I might have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm have to go up there. My God! All right. All right, my next one is the West Fertilizer Company. And I tried to pick a few things that were very local to me. Uh, Challenger. Right. The West Fertilizer Company is down by Waco, Texas, which is only about 45 miles from me. Uh. In 2013, on April 17th, the West Texas Fertilizer Company, which is the largest producer of ammonium 
nitrate, mm. not to be mixed with ammonium perchlorate, which is bracket fuel, but it's just ammonium nitrate used thing in uh, agriculture. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And bombs. We'll just say it. And bombs. Just say it. Um. Anyways, emergency services were called immediately on the 17th. Personnel responded to a fire at the facility. 15 people were killed. More than 160 people were injured. More than 150 buildings were damaged. Investigators confirmed that ammonium nitrate was the material that exploded. Are you ready, my son? Yeah, I'm ready. I know you are. There's nothing the fire department can do. They just gonna let it burn me because it's too hot. God almighty, God almighty damn. I think that might have blown out a couple windows. Holy cow. Um, I'm 45 miles north of that. Uh-huh. I heard it. Damn. It wasn't earth shattering. But you could hear it. And the fucked up thing is that it took 10 minutes from the explosion for me to hear it up here. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It was fucking weird as shit. Um, I already went over the stats and everything. The, The city of West has not recovered from this because that fertilizer plant was the largest employer in that town. And something like that happens, dude, your business is done. Yeah. Your your ghost town. Yeah. All right. What do you have next? <clears throat> April of 2010. A little mining operation called the Deepwater Horizon. Oh shit! Yeah, go ahead. Uh, an ultra deep water, dynamically positioned, semi-submersible offshore drilling rig is the official name. Owned by Transocean and operated by BP Oil, that's British Petroleum. It only took. billion to fix all of the stuff it effed up. It was drilling uh, in the Macondo Prospect. A blowout caused an explosion on the rig that killed 11 crewmen 
ignited a fireball visible from 40 miles away. The fire was not able to be put out. Uh, the horizon two days later stank and left the well that it drilled gushing at the seabed, causing the largest marine oil spill in history. Uh, and it was built by Hyundai, just so you know. Good, good company there. Um, yeah. The Marine Riser onto the rig shooting 70 meters. That's uh, 140 feet in the air. Followed by an eruption of slushy combination of drilling mud, methane gas, and water. The gas components quickly transitioned to a fully gaseous state, igniting to a series of explosions, and then a firestorm. An attempt was made to activate the blowout preventer, but it failed. Um, a device known as a blind shear ram was activated to plug it up, but it failed. This went on until July 15th. So that was April, May, June, July. Three months of oil spilling into the ocean before they could plug the well. Um, relief wells were used to permanently seal the well and it was considered effectively dead September of 2010. Uh, so yeah, and then another $42 billion to fix all the crap. That that was mad. I'm, I've never watched this film, but now that I've read about this, I want to watch the film just to see their interpretation of it. So yeah, that one was bad. That's down your, your neck of the woods, right? Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to get to my last one. How many more do you have? I got one more after this, man. All right. We're getting our first chance to listen to what happened in the moments that two planes collided over Dallas Air Show back in November. The FAA has released audio from that crash that killed six pilots in vintage aircraft. Moments before that mid-air crash, you can hear the so-called Airboss directing those planes to fly along separate lines. The crash happens, then you hear calls for help. And it may be difficult to hear, but it does help explain the response. Knock it off, knock it off, roll the trucks, roll the trucks, roll the trucks, knock it off, roll the trucks. Thank you very much. B-24, right turn, B-24, right turn, follow. Fighters, you go right there, stay right where you are, left turn, fighters, left turn. Knock it off. Roll the trucks. Roll the trucks. Let's go. Roll the trucks. The pilots who were killed, Terry Barker, Craig Hutane, Kevin Michette Michaels, Dan Reagan, Lynn Root, and Kurt Rowe. There is still no official cause that's been announced. The National Transportation Safety Board has released a preliminary report, which basically retells what you just saw in the video. A full report will not be out for another year, perhaps even longer. Damn. Uh... This actually happened at the air show in 2022, um, November of 2022. I remember seeing that, man. That was intense. A B-17 flying fortress as well as a Bell P-51? P-63 trainer. Wow, okay. Uh, which is the... The P fifty one, but it's the, the trainer, trainer the, version. The yeah, 
collided midair at Dallas Executive Airport. Um, All right, here's the sad thing. That plane, the B-17, my father, the last time he visited me here, I took him over there and we got to tour that aircraft. That exact plane? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, My dad and I toured two planes. We toured the B-17, and then we toured, I think it's a B-29. It's called Fifi. Um, And there's pictures of it on my Facebook page uh, of dad and I sitting in front of the aircraft. Uh, it's extremely sad to lose a piece of history like that, especially and, with... and lives, you know, I mean, that's, that's very sad, but yeah, I, it's just something you can't really get back ever. I, I'm not going to dwell on the lives here. I mean, the lives are sad, but those of us that are military people, I still volunteer to help rebuild aircrafts because I feel that that's something that people need to learn. Those pilots, while not in combat, knew what they were dealing with. Yeah. It's danger. I mean, anytime you get in an aircraft, it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, but they did it because they loved it, just like I do. Um, so I don't want to dwell on the loss. They were doing something to help uh, enhance the education of what our forefathers went through. Yeah, it was a piece of history that they were... Yeah showing everybody um anyways uh the accident killed six people six pilots um all six crew members on both board both aircraft were killed um making it the commemorative air force's first fatal accident in 17 years uh Terry Michael Barker, Kevin Dimitri Michaels, Daniel Alexander Reagan, Leonard Lloyd Len Root, and Curtis James Rowe uh, were flying in the B-17. Uh, Craig Stephen Hutain was identified as the sole pilot of the P-63 trainer. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it was just... It was a weird day for me because I was here. I was here in Texas and all of a sudden you hear the news. And the commemorative Air Force um, is a 
fabulous organization that um, helps to rebuild the history of World War II, World War One, and beyond. Um, every airplane they own, they try to get flying again. So, uh, anyways, that was my last one. How about you? Oh, I got a biggie. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Chernobyl. April 26, 1986. Explosion in the number four reactor in the city of Pripat, north of Ukraine, SSR, close to the border of, I can't pronounce that name, in the Soviet Union. It is one of only two nuclear energy accidents rated at a seven, the maximum severity. The uh, Fukushima was the other one rated at a seven. This one, however, was really bad. And the biggest problem with this one was because it was the Soviet Union, and because, you know, you couldn't say anything bad nothing happened like the reactor blew up and and all the people in charge were like oh nothing's going wrong don't worry about it they didn't tell the higher ups they didn't tell the people in the city they didn't tell the residents in the city that anything was going on so they got rained down upon by tons of nuclear fallout and and just and nobody did anything about it the fire department that came in to try and put out the initial blast really kind of knew they were going to die, but they did it anyway, because that was their job. Um, Priapat was abandoned and replaced by a new perfect built city. Um, All right. Before you go there, let's, let's, let's talk about the nitty gritty here. Um, The leader of the USSR at that point in time was literally took hundreds of um, Soviet guard and at least they were nice enough to tell half of them up front, you're going to die. Yeah. There were helicopters trying to drop, what was it, clay and lead into clay the and lead top. into the holes. And, and, like, pretty much every single flight over there, those people died within a couple months. Um, they had people running up onto the roof of the building died within three days yeah it it was insane um and it was like they were they were running a test it was like it was it was almost saying they were running a test that's the sad thing is that like the the right hand didn't tell the left hand what it was doing they were going to run a test on you know the cooling system and it all went to shit really quickly they ran a um, test and supposedly the computers with 
were telling them that everything was okay. Yet, what they were doing was draining the pools. Well, because of the test, like half of the instruments were turned off because you couldn't have them running during the test. Yeah, it was just a shitstorm from start to finish. Now, they put up a sarcophagus over the entire installation a couple years after the disaster but couple you s- couple almost 15 years it took them to build that yeah but have you seen the recent one there is an entire yeah. they they put up one back in the day okay but the, the, the recent one is just unbelievably huge it is like if you built the 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 air dock in Akron and moved it on top of the reactor. That's pretty much what they built. Uh, they built an entire air dome and slowly pushed it over top of the entire building. Yes, they did. It, it, yeah, it, it, and that cost a couple billion just to do that. Here's the problem with all that. Um. The new sarcophagus has been moved over and they have robotic uh, components inside to try to dismantle what's in there. It's still going to take 100 years. Well, they're, they're thinking 2065. They might be complete by 2065. That would have happened if a war in Ukraine didn't happen. Where Russia was firing live artillery onto that site. Yes. So brilliant. Um, the sad fact is that, no, the positive fact, the new sarcophagus that's up there, because the old sarcophagus was actually starting to break down. Mm-hmm. and radiation was starting to leak out of it. I mean, you have to give, uh, who was the president then? Um, God, I can't remember. Was it? God, I'm going to sit here and say Barishnikov, but that, Gorbachev. Um, no, Gorb- I think it was Gorbachev. Initially, when it, when it went up, I think it was Gorbachev. Yeah. Um, you got to give the guy a lot of credit. They dumped a shit ton of cement, lead, everything into that fire. And yes, they lost 100,000 people. Um, Minor. But the sarcophagus that they built held for 20 years. Yeah, it, it was. It, was it, held, ever- it held for twenty years, yeah. man. After about ten years, everyone was like, "Hey, we're fucked. We gotta start thinking here." Have um, you ever? Th- th- who was it? Um, there was a, a, a like a limited series on Chernobyl, which is just chilling to watch. Um, because they had these guys digging 
into the ground and and because the nuclear uh the 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 elephant's foot yeah call it the the fissionable material was so hot these guys were trying to dig into that they had to go in naked and and like all these guys knew they were gonna die and it's just but they still did it anyway it was just it was horrible horrible to watch the official death toll is only 31 really really yeah we believe that yeah However, hundreds of thousands of liquidators were sent in to put out the fire, and the number could be as high as 830,000 people, and only 600,000 were given official status. Oh, my God. See, maybe a million people died trying to put this thing out and contain it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, if you've never seen the show, watch it. It's, it's really incredible. Hey, did you what? Um, AI companion. Oh God! Here we go. What's um, based on the meeting transcript, <laughs> the conversation seems to be casual and lighthearted exchange. Between Scott Davis and Burke Davis, they discussed various topics, including work, family, Mardi Gras, and personal anecdotes. Well, in 9.15, it said we uh, had a dislike for tuna day and humorous exchanges about food choices. When did we talk about tuna? However, there doesn't appear to be any specific agenda or formal discussion or point to this meeting. (laughs) It seems to be more of friendly chat between two individuals. All right. You didn't listen to shit. They do mention Mackenzie and her promotion marriage tips, and updates on personal matters. Oh, <laughs> this AI is a little bizarre. All right. We uh, have gone on way on. too long, and we need to get the heck out of here. We're getting a little fuzzy at this point of the night. A little slurry. Who, us? No. I'm talking about us. <laughs> It's time to go. Yeah, I had to get my shit going here. Um, (laughs) Thanks to all our sponsors. Oh, shit. I didn't do our sponsor. It's Depression Rock, the great new double album from K-Tel, with classic hits like Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now, Girlfriend in a Coma, Dead Souls, Love Will Tear Us Apart, Why Can't I Be You, Never Enough, and The End of the World, with artists like The Smiths, 
The Cure, Marillion, Joy Division, Morrissey, and many, many more. Available on vinyl, cassette, and 8-track. The brand new album by KTEL. Oh, hell yeah. Woo. All righty, man. Got to love that, K-Tel. <laughs> um, we'll be back again in probably a week and a half because this show took way too fucking long. How about you, Bert? Yeah, you done? I, I, want, I want to thank everyone for, for sticking with us because it was tough for us, too. So thank you all. We'll see you again next time. Have a great night. Davisanddavisshow.com and the Davisanddavisshow.com for awesome, awesome, awesome merchandise. Wow. Emphasis. Oh. Gotta go. <laughs> Later. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.